Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. You know, Stephen Covey is the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he named his seventh habit of sharpen the saw. I love this concept. He says that sharpening the saw means preserving and enhancing the greatest asset you have, which is you. We all know this. You are the greatest asset you will ever have. He has a good point. After all, if it's not our responsibility to improve ourselves, whose is it? Of course, it's our own. Abraham Lincoln puts it like this. He says, you know, if you were to give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'm going to spend the first four sharpening the axe. He's preparing. Prepare for success. My mom would say to me, Randy, we prepare for success or we repair the past. The choice is yours every day. Zig Ziglar's got a twist on this too. He says, the only thing worse than training employees and losing them is not training them and keeping them. (laughs) That's good stuff, isn't it? In other words, make the investment in yourself and in others. You can't win any other way. We can't know the future, and there's no hope for the past. Take life as God makes it, one day at a time. With God's good grace, your journey will be long to a destiny unknown. Yes, your future has no guarantees, but prepare every day as if you are a superstar destined for greatness. It's the only way to play it. Are you with me on this? Brian Franklin weighs in. He says, by failing to prepare, you have now prepared to fail. We've all heard that. So much success in life is preparing for success. In fact, the more you prepare, the less you're going to struggle, period. That's the way life works. Preparing for success in life has nothing to do with future decisions. It's all about the decisions you are making today that will impact your future self. Look at it like this. There's the today you, and there's the future you. Make decisions today that your future you is going to thank you for. That's the way life works, isn't it? Pope Francis has a take on it. He says, the whole journey of life is a journey of preparation. Now, that's some long-term planning, isn't it? Now, remember that all this preparation, it does not guarantee you success. Nope, it sure doesn't. But you know what it does guarantee you? It guarantees you confidence along the way. Another beautiful side effect of preparation is that opportunities will not make you look like an unprepared individual. Everything you do or did is part of your training for what lies ahead of you. This is the way it works. So train well. Give life your best every day. Here's a fact of life. When we say it's hard, it actually means I'm not strong enough. Don't say it's hard. Become stronger than what's hard. Don't ever say words like that out loud for your ears to hear. Become your cheerleader, not your critic. Life is not kind. Life is not cruel. Life simply reveals everyone's preparation or lack thereof every day for everyone to see. Let's end this talk on improving yourself, sharpening the saw with a quote from the great coach John Wooden. Don't measure yourself by what you have accomplished, but by what you should have accomplished with your abilities. 
Would you think this has a relation to like, don't be a jack of all trades, but a master of one? There's something to that. I'm with you. You know, but there's also value in knowing being well-rounded. Yeah. Can you, you know, in my world, I need, I need to know how to do plumbing work, masonry work, framing work, roofing work, you know, winemaking, you know, you got to have all those, all those pieces put together in order to put, put a winery together. But I would like to think that the, if, if you could take every skill set from me and there was only one I could choose to keep, it would be my skill set to communicate with people. I was going to say, I'd be like, I hope you don't, I mean, obviously your wine is phenomenal. <laughs> no, you can always relearn that. That's, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's the, the way right. that you relate and communicate right. and your leadership capability, I would say, would be one that's like, yeah, like right. that across the board. Right. It would, that would be the only one. So in that sense, yeah, you know, become a master of something. But I really think having a general understanding of a lot of things matters a lot. You know, I think about Steve Jobs and, you know, Benjamin Franklin, you know, these guys, you know, knew a lot about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like Steve Jobs had to know about distribution, about sourcing stuff to build a phone. That phone didn't exist. He had to bring all the pieces from all around the world, put them together in one little spot to create the iPhone. You had to know a lot about a lot of different things, but he knew, he knew about creating something. You know, he had, he knew computer science really well. And then he had to know other stuff to bring it together. Mm. That's actually a cool, yeah, like, yeah, like sharpening your trade. So what do you, how do you sharpen yours to be a leader? That's actually something I've always wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, that's a great question, Ralph. So the way I constantly sharpen myself is I'm always, always, always listening to a book. Always. You love, that's it. Always, always, Ralph. It's always, always listening. Always. Huh? This week I've done four books and they're, they're long. I mean, I long, 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 long. I bet you, I mean, I probably spent more hours listening to books than I did working this week, you know, on purpose. Because I feel like my life is, it's shifting in a direction that I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm going or what's happening, but I know there's a shift happening and I need to understand it. And the only way to understand it is to put new knowledge in, to constantly flood myself and ask myself, what is your best, in best use of your life right now, Randy? My children are growing up, they're in school. And I feel like my main focus should be my children in school. I get one shot at this. I'm never getting another chance. So I'm, I'm figuring out what's happening, what's shifting, because it is shifting. Our life is always shifting. And if you stay standing on the same rock your whole life, guess what? The flow, the waters are going to overtake your head. You got to keep stepping off the rock to the next rocks. You know, so, you know, the way the way I constantly sharpening my soul, it has to do with, with reflecting. I would say experience does not teach you anything at all. It's the reflection on the experience that you learn from. A lot of people fail over and over and over and over doing the same thing. And it's goofy. They never learn from it. But the person that fails at something or does something, and even if they succeed, I mean, you think about it, succeeding or failing, it's all made up in a sense, you know, because the biggest success in someone's life could be someone else's failure, just average day, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of goofy. So even successes, you should say, what could have I done better with this? Is there anything I could have done better? Because now you have hindsight. You know, experience is what you get when you don't get what you wanted, right? I love that. And what I, a lot of times, even if you even if you get what you wanted, you still have the experience. So we should reflect on even the wins and the losses to think, could I could have I done anything better? That's how you can constantly be sharpening yourself. Constantly be be man, it has to do with with the people you hang around, it has to do with the conversations you're having, it has to do with your self-awareness. Am I aware of the words that are coming out of my mouth? Am I saying anything about someone that could be tearing them down? Because I cannot tear anyone else down without tearing Randy down. And it could even be slight words like, man, they're so dumb. I mm -hmm. just I just said, Randy, you're so dumb. I'm working on this. I'm getting better at it. 
because I'm guilty of that. I get frustrated with people I'm like, man, I wish you'd just become smarter at this. I might as well be saying, Randy, I wish you become smarter at this because the words you say speak to the condition of the speaker's heart. Nobody else. Man, you drop bombs and it's like son of a gun because I really, the same way I say that something like, yeah, because I'm in business and you say it, God, people are so dumb. Frust yeah, you but know, man. When you're frustrated, it's like, God, this person's so dumb in reality. It's like they're doing the best they can with what they have right now in the moment. I'm with you 100%. Like, right. That's one area of my life I'm working on so big. Pray for me. I'm getting better. <laughs> to stop being frustrated, you know, like, it's just the truth. You know, and like, you know, things happen. I'm like, wait, why would they do that? Oh, my gosh. You know, they didn't know any better in the moment. Yeah, that's, that's what it, it is. You have to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes, right? Yep. Like and that if, idea. Yep. And if you're doing the best you can with your life, you will end up being surrounded with people doing the best they can with their life. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go off track here a little bit. I don't think I included in any of these talks. Um, man, in the, the, the book, uh, shoe dog, um, when we did, I did last week, you know, the, mm -hmm. the Phil Knight story, fantastic book. That is one of the most well-written books I've ever listened to. It's, it's like 23 hours long, right? Or something like that. Oh, I wish it was 123 hours long. It was so good. I hate when it ended, but you know, at Blue Ridge, I'm always trying to look for talent. How can I find talent? How can I find people that are on fire for life and that, that Blue Ridge can help them fulfill their dreams in their life? Because if it's not a fit for them, it's not a fit for Blue Ridge, right? It goes both ways. And we've brought in people from the outside and it just seems to always self-destruct. It drives me nuts. I brought in people that are brilliant. They're amazing. And they come in and the culture crushes them because Blue Ridge is extremely autonomous. Everyone thinks on their own. They do their own thing. There's not much rules. There's not any bosses. Everyone does what they're supposed to do. And they take on initiative and they do things like that. And if people don't fit, the group tends to out them. And it's driven me nuts. I've never been able to figure this out until about three or four or five words at a shoe dog. Man, Phil Knight is talking to his to his mentor uh, from Japan, a guy that owns a big warehouse over there, and he's the production side of, of Nike. And he goes, I and Nike is very similar to Blue Ridge. I've learned this through listening to that. Like, there's a very very free flowing environment. You know, not a lot of rules. Everyone, you do what you're supposed to do, and that's it. He, and he's complaining about these same complaints. That he's going, yeah, I just I can't get it. I bring in these MBAs from Harvard and Yale and so on, all these schools, and they come in, they're here for a little while, and then they leave six months later. It cost me a lot of money. We wasted their time. We wasted our time. It's so frustrating. And his mentor goes, you see out the window over there? You see those bamboo trees? He goes, yeah. He goes, next year, they all be one foot higher. They all be one foot higher. I thought, oh my God, there it is. Stick with what you got. Next year... All of us at Blue Ridge, we're all going to be one foot higher. 